Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Welcome to the Daily DLP. I'm your host, Ash Thompson. Today, I'll be taking a deep dive into the Baltimore Ravens offense. The Baltimore Ravens have put a lot of work this year into not being what you think of when I say the Baltimore Ravens offense. They changed offensive coordinators, and there has been a significant change in how their offense functions as a result of that. Uh, Greg Roman, the old offensive coordinator, designed an incomplete offense where entire swaths of the field were not utilized in the passing game. The offense was also heavily reliant on Lamar Jackson intentionally running the ball. And it's not like the Ravens have stopped doing that. Jackson does have over 300 rushing yards this year, after all. They've just kind of changed how he gets there, the process. Baltimore's offensive coordinator, Todd Monken, spent previous seasons spent the two previous seasons to this winning national championships with Georgia. Uh, that's, that's it. Prior to that, he had stops as the offensive coordinator in Cleveland, Tampa, Oklahoma state and Eastern Michigan. Uh, he's been best when he's coming into an already somewhat successful group and kind of tweaking it to take it to the next level up. And that's basically what he's tried to do in Baltimore this year. Like how Greg Roman screwed this up is he never really tried to develop Lamar Jackson beyond what he was. He just leaned into all of the things that Lamar Jackson does well and kind of designed an offense around those specific things, but exclusively those things. And you can't do that in the NFL if you just don't do a bunch of stuff. Teams catch up with that. And we've kind of seen that over the last couple of years in Baltimore. Like since his MVP season, Lamar Jackson has kind of been having a rough time. And a lot of that is by the design of the offense. And to make it worse, as teams with problems typically do, uh, the Ravens brought in skill position guys who excelled at all of those things Jackson is good at, but kind of exclusively. Like they had a deep throw wide receiver, Hollywood Brown, they traded him because they just weren't doing that. Madness. Uh, So there's basically nobody, there was nobody on offense who could really make plays that weren't reliant on Jackson. Uh, So this season, the Ravens have reworked their entire receiver room. Like, whereas Marcus Robinson was the default wide receiver one after Rashad Bateman went down in 2022. And that's not good, by the way. The Ravens signed Odell Beckham Jr., and Nelson Aguilar, and they drafted Zay Flowers. So, like, this is a completely remade wide receiver room from what Greg Roman had to work with last year. Rashad Bateman, who was kind of the default wide receiver one of that group, uh, because he was a first-round pick and by far uh, the most dangerous player on that receiver group, has kind of been pushed from that wide receiver one role down to wide receiver three or four, depending on who's healthy that week. Zay Flowers, who was everybody, and I mean everybody's 2023 wide receiver draft crush, has been great for Baltimore. 
like in only six games, he's got 35 receptions and 367 yards. That is a pretty good number set for a wide receiver rookie (laughs) six games into the year. Uh, Tight end Mark Andrews is suddenly no longer the primary focus of the Baltimore passing attack. And as I've stated a couple times in regards to TJ Hawkinson on around the division, we all know that having the tight end be your primary guy isn't generally good. Like he's not gone. He's their second leaving leading receiver and he's their primary red zone threat. But in 2022 and earlier, he was the man in this passing offense and it can work, but it is a severe limiter because they're bigger. They're slower. It's not nearly as dynamic of an offense. If that is your number one passing target, but the biggest problem with previous versions of the Baltimore offense was that Lamar Jackson had more rushing yards than any other player other than Mark Andrews even had yards from scrimmage. And all of the other players within 300 yards of that number were running backs last year. And that's with Jackson missing five games because he was injured. Like the Ravens had just over 3,000 yards in the air and just over 2,700 on the ground. (laughs) like that's that's insane for this era of nfl football and they did that even without jackson like without him they still had just under 2,000 rushing yards and we all watched in the playoffs with jackson injured without him there was no hope for the ravens offense they just hadn't built a team that could do anything that wasn't 100 percent reliant on lamar jackson to do it And when you have an MVP quarterback, that is something that it's perfectly reasonable to put on their shoulders, you would think. But the fact that Lamar Jackson does have a bit of a limited skill set makes that far from ideal. This year, the Ravens have actually put together what sounds on the surface like a real NFL offense. Whereas last year's third leading wide receiver in receptions was Bateman, who only played six games on the year this season. OBJ, Aguilar, Flowers are all adding value to that with Bateman also still there. In fact, if the Lions were looking to make a trade for a receiver, that's one that might actually be available as he is kind of going into the twilight of his rookie contract reduced to wide receiver four in his current situation and has in the past, but not recently, expressed dissatisfaction with the organization. Like a lot of people are screaming for an upgrade at wide receiver. My personal opinion is they got it with Jameson Williams and they're probably not going to do anything at the deadline, but if they were looking to pick up a guy who at one point looked real promising, that's a spot where they might be able to pick someone up on the cheap. Assuming OBJ comes back from his ankle injury. Because <laughs> that's the thing. They're not going to trade their wide receiver three. They are also a playoff team. One of the things that's happening this year because of those upgrades in the passing game is that Lamar Jackson is making plays from the pocket. Because there are now plays to make from the pocket. Like at times the old Ravens offense was reduced to just like a rollout play. Some random guy deep. Andrews is the intermediate target, and if neither of those two guys were there, Jackson was just running the ball. That was their check down, for the most part. 
they did run some short plays, but a lot of the time they put it on his shoulders to just Lamar go do something. And that works in college, but it's not a viable strategy at the NFL level. Generally speaking, as great as Jackson is at doing that, and there is nobody, nobody in the NFL better at just go make something happen than Lamar Jackson. It just, it can't be part of the game plan. It has to be in addition to the game plan. The new Ravens offense is Jackson throwing quick passes from the pocket. They still have the jackhammer rushing attack that Roman installed. They haven't dismantled that. Why Why would you? Uh, would have been insane. And uh, like their play-action game is among the most dangerous attacks in the league. Jackson is still, though, the team's leading rusher. But that one-to-one ratio of passing yards to rushing yards is dead. The Ravens are just below the middle of the league in passing yards with 1,253 so far this season. Like the Ravens offense is now a real NFL offense. However, it is not a great one. The Ravens only have five passing TDs on the year and nine rushing TDs. As a counterexample, the Lions have 11 passing TDs and still also have those nine rushing TDs. The Ravens' success rate is under 48% passing, and uh, that's despite the fact that they're or actually, it's overall. 48% is overall. And that's despite the fact that their rushing leader is their quarterback. Like, called QB runs and scrambles typically have a much higher success rate than pretty much anything else. Jackson's personal success rate is 56.7. <laughs> uh, he's putting up competent numbers as a passer, but his adjusted yards per attempt are slightly lower than his unadjusted yards per attempt. And that's because his TD percentage is a really low 2.9%. Like that's well short of the four and a half that usually marks the possibility of having a good season as a passer. And it's about half of his career percentage of 5.8. But his completion percentage is the highest he's ever had. His success rate throwing the ball is the highest it's been since his MVP season. And all that with him throwing the ball on a pace that would put him 90 more throws on the year than he's ever had in his entire career. But again, he's on target for his lowest passing touchdown total of his career as a starter. Uh, His yards per completion are the lowest of his career. Uh, He's on pace to take a career high number of sacks. And all that can be laid at the feet of the coaching staff who were fundamentally changing his job description. Like they're changing what they're asking him to do from the QB spot. So all of these stats are kind of rolling over into what looks like a more conventional quarterback. And I'm not sure he's great at it yet. The result has been, as I just stated, kind of a bit of a mixed bag. Like JK Dobbins was supposed to be taking some of the pressure off Jackson in the run game, but he suffered an Achilles injury and went on IR September 12th. Like the key beating the Ravens offense is still and always will be containing Lamar Jackson in the run game, obviously. But the Ravens are making that theoretically easier by getting him to play as a more of a pocket passer. His first read can't be open immediately or he will hit that player. That's 
always been his game. If the guy he is looking at at the snap is open, there goes the ball. It's over. If a second read isn't there, he still has a tendency to start looking for open space to run. So the pocket still needs to be holding him in, but this can't be like a no pressure Matt Patricia special mobile quarterback containment unit where you just don't put pressure on them. That's, that's not something that can happen either because he is a good enough quarterback that if you just give him time, he will eventually find an open receiver and he will cut you up. But you can't just go, you know, balls out after the quarterback because Jackson will make anybody on the pass rush who's just a free rusher, not in control of themselves, look just flat out silly. Then he'll step into that open rush lane after he's made that person miss and gain 10 yards on the ground at the blink of an eye. The Lions don't QB spy. Aaron Glenn has stated that he is fundamentally opposed to doing that because on every time the receiver doesn't run, you're wasting a defender. And it's probably only going to be five to seven QB runs on the day. But what they do do is drop an edge into coverage a lot. And recently, the player that they've been doing that with is Jack Campbell. Like he's lined up on the edge a lot, but he's not usually rushing the passer. What he'll do is he'll play like an edge until he's determined it's not a run, and then he'll do his own drop to about 10 yards. And it's usually right into the spot where the uh, <laughs> the quarterback would like to throw the ball. So it's, it's a nice wrinkle that the Lions have tossed in. A uh, good way of using a player that, because of the success of Derek Barnes and Alex Anzalone, they didn't really have a spot for that they thought they were going to have. Like, they did against the Bucks a lot. You could almost see Baker asking himself as he rolled out on a couple different plays, like, what is a linebacker doing in the area I would like to throw the ball right now? And he would have to spend some extra time. I think I covered this in the deeper dive yesterday. Just spend a little extra time thinking or getting Jack Campbell to get out of the way before he could throw the ball. Buys a little more time for the pass rush. There you go. Like it's, it's also a guy who's 10 yards downfield without a specific man-to-man coverage responsibility. Just in case that quarterback does decide to run. And for those of you who have forgotten, I'd just like to remind you that the relative athletic score of Jack Campbell was over nine and a half. He's not fast, but generally speaking, people aren't flat out running in the NFL anyway. What he does have is spectacular side-to-side lateral motion, a whole bunch of reach. Just really rangy guy. It's not the primary purpose of the role to spy the quarterback, but it is a thing he can do from that spot for half of the field. Another thing the Lions do that it's not a QB spy, but it can serve the purpose when it is happening, is they do tend to drop an interior defensive lineman kind of five yards into a little middle zone. Just as part of their zone blitz package. Coincidentally, that leaves them free of offensive line entanglements on a passing play until after Lamar Jackson has decided to run. Uh, It's a little wrinkle they weren't having success with when they were relying on it too much in the first couple games of the year. But they seem to have kind of toned it down. And it uh, has been working a lot better recently. Like, the two mobile quarterbacks the Lions faced were Mahomes and Geno Smith. 
was also the first two games. It was also when the zone blitz stuff wasn't working, but they were doing it with a lot of different personnel. Like Isaiah Bugs is better at this than Benito Jones. Jack Campbell is better at this than Houston was. In the end, I don't really have an answer to the Lamar Jackson problem. If I did, um, I wouldn't be here doing this. <laughs> like this is this is what AG gets paid to figure out, and the coordinators who figure this kind of thing out have a tendency to get things like head coaching jobs very rapidly. Like the rest of the Ravens' rushing attack has lacked a dangerous element, but it's been solid. The Ravens' offensive line is not a joke. The team's averaging just under four yards per carry outside of Jackson with some pretty just kind of regular average guys with Gus Edwards and Justice Hill taking most of the carries. They've been competent, but not really been much better than that. What they get is what is blocked up, and the Ravens' offensive line has been blocking up a storm. The line's run defense has been the best in the NFL to this point. So this is another tough test of strength on strength. As far as this is what the Lions defense is good at defending, it is what the Ravens offense is good at doing. So immovable object meets irresistible force is basically what we're dealing with in terms of the run game this weekend from that perspective. This is the best blocking O-line that the Lions have faced so far. So they're going to need to show that there is no lie to the league-leading rushing and defense numbers. And once they've done that, the Ravens' offense kind of falls on its face if they can't run the ball. Like, if you get Jackson to third and long and make it beat you with pocket passing, he isn't doing that this year. His average air yards relative to the sticks is almost a yard and a half short of the sticks. And the Lions have done a great job of bottling up yards after the catch this year. Creating them is effectively the design of the Ravens' pass offense. So in all ways, the Ravens are kind of trying to do things that the Lions have been good at stopping. If the Lions' defense keeps doing what they've done, the Ravens' offense isn't the side of the ball that should make this game a tough go. But Zay Flowers is that exception. So if the Lions can keep Jackson in the pocket and keep Flowers from breaking any big plays after the catch, the Ravens' offense is a relatively easy nut to crack this year. And tomorrow, I'll be going over the keys to taking on the Ravens' defense, which is a much, much taller task. See you then. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Lions! You've had enough of that shit.